Dear Billy, I don't know if you can even hear this. Ever since you left, everything's been a total disaster. For a while, we tried to be happy. Normal. I know that's impossible. you guys far from Hawkins because I thought you'd be safe. A war is coming. I'm afraid your friends at Hawkins are very much in the eye of the storm. I don't have my powers. How to say this other than just to say it without you we can't win this war see you on the other side on the other side Welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have our review for Stranger Things for Volume 1. This is our non-spoiler and our spoiler review in one single episode. So without further ado, I am joined by some special guests. First, we have from the Cinemania World team, the Hero Hour Show, we have Pat. Pat, hello. How are you? I'm great, Dwayne. How are you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? How's everything? That's been good. I've just been uh, watched Stranger Things four twice, so I'm definitely ready to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we were talking. We were talking off air. I was like, "There's just so much going on right now. Like, so much to watch. You know, so much even more stuff coming up." So, uh, finally, getting to talking about this season. So I'm excited. And lastly, everyone, we are joined. Uh, we have from the aftercreditscorner.com, we have Savannah. Savannah, welcome back to the show. Hi, thanks for having me back. Yes, yeah, nice to have you here. I forget what our last show was, but I think it was a like a couple of years ago. We were talking about, I think, the best movies of like 2020. I, no, yeah. not movies. It was the best TV shows of 2020, I believe. Um, and you were on that show, one of our year-end shows. So it's nice to have you back here on the podcast. Uh, how's everything with you? Uh, yeah, it's just been trying to figure out what to watch and have the time to watch all of it <laughs> at this point. So, yeah. Yeah, the streaming wars is legit because there's something on every single platform. If you are into Disney stuff, there's Obi-Wan and then Miss Marvel coming up. If you're into Netflix... They have Stranger Things 4 kind of taking up their time right now. And then Prime Video launched The Boys Season 3 today. So a lot going on. But today, everyone, we are talking about Stranger Things 4, Stranger Things Season 4. Uh, the acclaimed show is back, and we are here to finally discuss it. So this is Volume 1. This is not the entire season. There did some, they did some experimenting with how they released this season. So what they did was we have volume one, which is the first seven episodes or chapters, if you will. And in July 1st, we will have the chapter eight and nine, volume two. But if you think it's like, oh, it's only two episodes, chapter nine is about, is the size of a Marvel movie. It's two hours and like 30 something minutes for uh, the ninth, the finale episode. So yeah, the last two will be like four hours total, probably, right? Yeah, I'm guess I don't see the runtime for chapter eight yet. Um, no. but it's it's nuts. So this season, it was kind of hard for me to find a bio, but pretty much all the people from season three and some other seasons are back. You know, we pick up where we left off after season three with, you know, eleven and uh and um the wheelers are uh no the buy 11 and the buyers are like they moved and stuff and then everybody's kind of separated and doing their own things hopper is in russia 
So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Um, so before we get into like spoiler thoughts from this season, we're going to talk about give our non-spoiler thoughts for this show if you haven't watched it yet, and then uh, take a chance. All the episodes are pretty long, so if you haven't finished, I don't blame you. So take a chance, finish the show, come back um, after you listen to our non-spoiler thoughts. So uh, without further ado, I'll, go, I'll start with you, Pat. What did you think of Stranger Things 4 this season? Uh, so far, I mean, if the last couple episodes keep up with the rest of how the season's been going, this is probably going to end up right below the first season for me as far as um, my favorite seasons. I absolutely love what we've gotten so far. Um, I really love that they're leaning more into like kind of more of a Nightmare on Elm Street horror vibe that they kind of only slightly did with like Jonathan and Nancy in like season one. Um, they're leaning more into those vibes. And I think the show has been handling it really well. And I think they've been having all these multiple uh, storylines and different geographical locations. And I've actually enjoyed all of them, like for the most part, like pretty equally. I still think the Hawkins stuff is probably the strongest stuff. But I know the Duffer brothers said that they were trying to kind of go for a Game of Thrones kind of vibe where you can have multiple storylines from people super far away from one another. And I think overall they've managed to balance that mm-hmm. pretty well. And I think the season itself has been just super enjoyable to watch. I like even though the episodes are longer, I haven't really felt that as I've been watching it. Like I'm always you know, fully engaged until the credits roll. And then with the way Stranger Things has always been, it usually ends in a way where you just want to keep going. So it's been a phenomenal ride so far, and I can't wait to see those last two episodes. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, this is one of their better seasons in a while. Um, I am a I'm a huge fan of season three. I don't really under I never really understood the hate for season three. Damn. Season two tore like like I I think season two is more of a more of a like lesser kind of season, you know. But this season so far and these seven episodes, I thought they were so strong. Um, I think the Duffer, the Duffer brothers, they are handling like pace and just kind of the story really well. Everyone is kind of separated, but it feels like they're separated for the reason of them coming together all at the end. And that's it kind of feels like a bit of a like it feels like separate shows all in one but then we're gonna have our big kind of crossover if you will with everyone kind of being together that's kind of what happened in season three as well too because you know when you have this this cast is already big so they added and they add more every season to the cast you know so it's like it's a way to kind of keep everything kind of fresh and stuff and I love what they were, what they were, what they did with Eleven here too. She seems like she really has more of a story here and more of an arc. And um, we'll get into like how they kind of wrap kind of that section of the story because I thought it was brilliant the way they did it. So yeah, I so far I think this season is very very strong as well. Savannah, let's go to you. What did you think of Volume One of Season Four? So it took me a little bit to get into it it kind of dragged for a bit and I felt mm-hmm. like what's going on I don't like everybody separate but once it like really hit by like episode four it I was I was in a hundred percent I was yeah. back in my stranger things nonsense like <laughs> riding high all all the way in the, the Hawkins gang was just my favorite of the season Yeah, I just, I really, really enjoyed it once it got going. So I'm really excited now to see where it goes in in volume two. Yeah, I agree. I agree that it does take a while. It definitely did take a while to keep going, to to go, especially with the first episode. I just rewatched a little bit of the, uh, a little bit of the first episode. So it definitely does take a little bit of a while to get going, but when it does get going, it's very, very, very strong. I would say, um, especially episode four is like, that's the episode that everyone's going crazy over and stuff. So um, I thought, I thought episode four was fantastic. I rewatch, I, I, so I watched, I actually watched that episode twice. Um, not like going back into watching the season twice, but I watched them back to back because I really enjoyed it so much. And I watched episode seven uh, twice as well. Cause I loved how they tied everything together. So with that being said, let's get into some spoilers with the show. Uh, if you have not watched the show, 
and you see the title of this uh this uh this recording uh yeah step away watch the show come back and just because i have a feeling that everyone's pretty much watched the show at this point it's friday it's about a week after it came out i usually like to wait a while before these shows come out anyway to kind of get into them uh so let's get into that right now so let's go into uh spoiler thoughts um one of my biggest spoiler spoiler like things that i really enjoyed was the tie-in of uh vecna and 11 i thought that was just brilliant because i when you when the show starts and you kind of see vecna he just you know he he's cool but he just seems like a very okay he's mad at somebody or something or he's just like he's kind of a puppet for the mind flayer or whatever and he's just like a the generic baddie you know not in a bad way but he's a he's a bad guy you know is what they do Yep. But the way they tie it in into him being like the son of uh, Victor Creel and stuff and how he's like the first kind of super powered being, you know, and then when they were doing the backstory with the Levin and they tied it in with all of that, I thought that was like, I thought that was all brilliant. Um, I thought, I thought the, uh, the reveal that he was, that the, that the guy in the, uh, in the psychiatric thing or the, or the little compound or whatever that, that he was number one. I thought that was pretty cool. And then when 11 kind of takes out the thing from his neck, uh, he kind of gets unleashed, you know, uh, I just like the twist. It was like a big twist that I didn't see online and I didn't see coming. And Mm -hmm. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, Savannah, what did you think about that? That kind of twist? Did you see it coming at all? Cause I did. Maybe I maybe I'm just super naive, but like I thought I, it was really cool. I definitely saw it coming. I I thought it was a little bit suspicious when um, Victor Creel is talking about his little sensitive son, and it was like, hmm, he seems a little <laughs> bit like he's in a coma. Like, sure, he's just all of a sudden dead a week later. Like, okay, there, this this boy is like floating around. We he's coming. So I still liked it, and I mm-hmm. like it was cool how it it's tying together but it was like hmm I, I could kind of see it coming not to be that person but yeah I I thought that was cool I I like Vecna way more than um the mind flare I just think it's nice to have something with like a face mm-hmm. and just something like yeah the mind flare is like such a big bad and everything but I don't know he just kind of was there and this thing is like definitely like the king of the upside down like he oh, definitely yeah. has like dominion over them and i i i i like that we're leading to maybe him being like a little bit more he's going to lead in more to maybe to season 5 or whatever for the big climax yeah um what about you pat what did you think about that that whole kind of that whole kind of reveal and everything i absolutely loved the twist and honestly i i was completely like I missed it. Like I missed any <laughs> clues. I missed anything about Henry Creel when it was happening. I didn't even think about the boy at all. Like I, I thought he assumed he just, you know, was just like the daughter and died. I was wondering, obviously, why is mm. Victor Creel alive? How did he escape? All that stuff. And then when they revealed that, but I just, I didn't even occur to me until um, when there's the eleven talking to him by the uh, the little test thing they have where they're trying to get the the puck into the right number um when he's talking about how he knew one back in the day i was like maybe there's a chance he's one and then when we find that he had the thing in his neck i'm like why would they have that in the neck of the people working there and not the kids Mm -hmm. so that's when i started to get kind of like oh he's probably one and then sure enough like 10 minutes later he's throwing people around in the hallway but even then crazy that scene I still didn't even make the Vecna connection until he was killing, uh, who was it, two, like, against the wall. Like, um, and he kind of, like, looked like Vecna with his hand up and the way, obviously, the kid was floating. Um, so pretty much I was fooled right up until the reveal. Um, and I thought it was handled really well. Um, I that think poor was- guy, though. He was very good looking. And then, boom, <laughs> you're Vecna. Yeah, it, it does help Jamie Campbell Bowers like kind of a creepy looking guy anyway yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm on like high alert every time he was coming in I was like get away I don't yeah, trust you at all Bill Skarsgård vibes or something like he reminded yeah, me of Bill yeah. Skarsgård a lot um, 
But yeah, I was completely uh, thrown for that. And I agree, though. I think Vecna is more effective. As great as um, who was it Dacre Montgomery was last year at being mm-hmm. possessed by the Mind Flayer and all that, um, I definitely think Vecna is a, a stronger villain. Yeah, he's um, terrifying. He's like... Yeah. He's it's like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree. He, yeah, because it was just um, the whole thing kind of connecting. Which one thing I love from the season two is all the horror connections. There's a there's there's a kajillion of them, but one of the main mm-hmm. ones is Vecna is basically Freddy Krueger and stuff. You know, when someone's sleeping, like you had the same kind of imagery of people trying to wake them up and stuff yep. because mm-hmm. they're being controlled by him. Mazes. Yeah, yeah. So like. Yeah, I guess I just maybe if I watch it again, obviously when these kind of twists happen and you rewatch it, you're like, oh, you'll see the signs and stuff. And I'm oh, sure yeah. there's plenty of like Easter eggs that they that they dropped as far as like him being number one and him being Vecna. Um, I just love the way it was like kind of set up. And On stuff, so and like I watching watching it through again when they got to that initial like victor creel telling his story i like paid extra attention to like, the boy this time yeah. and they really try to make you forget about him mm-hmm. and then yeah. like they don't show his like face as everything's happening because obviously he's doing it um but it like looking back it's like oh yeah of course but first time through i just yeah. didn't even really notice it's the scary thing of it of that the fact that he's like when i killed you know i become stronger and you notice how like I just like once I once they revealed that I started thinking of everything regarding Vecna when he's about to kill one of the kids, you know, he always tells his his before he kills him, he says, it's time for you to join me. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of what he's like saying. That's what the uh, number one was saying to Elle when yeah. he, you know, he was telling her because he it pretty much established that he wants he wanted elves like he saw Elle was super powerful. He kind of wanted that. Right. That's like that's the interpretation that I got from it that he just wants her powers and stuff and he want you know so uh I love the little kind of like scene between them two kind of like you know when she was younger like if she was young when she, if she was able to get him down when she was younger mm-hmm. then I really want I really can't wait to see kind of the next battle between them two when she's kind of grown and he's Vecna I think that's going to be super cool to see um yes. So just all of that was just really, really, really cool to mm-hmm. me. Cause like, especially too, like when I saw the tra- when I saw the trailers and I saw Vecna, I was like, oh, it's just another kind of upside down baddie for them to fight and defeat yep. and stuff. But I think the way they introduced that character, he's like, he's the darkest character that we've ever seen from from yeah. them. You know, from them, mm-hmm. he's not like a big overpowering kind of goofy monster. He's He's like a being that's very, very, very scary, you know, to these kids. And like those scenes when somebody's dying because of him, like the the spe- the, the like the visual effects of like someone's like bones cracking oh. and stuff. Those were <laughs> so freaky. <laughs> so we saw those reports of how much money they put into this season. And as I was watching it, of course, like my one of my, my one of the things I kept going to was like. Okay, where's all this money going? Yeah. You know, so uh, <laughs> what I realized is that most of the money was going into the upside down. The upside down is no longer just uh, a, like a reverse version of like our world. It's like a, it's like a fantasy kind of looking. It, it's all visual effects, and it's like this massive. Yeah, it felt kind of, longer. Yeah, sure. it, it felt way more bigger and like you know than most seasons. And then, and those visual effects of people dying was just absolutely nuts. So, um, I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on just how where everyone was placed here in the season. Uh, for me, the only the only kind of because they have to go back and forth between characters. The only storyline that I just wasn't I never vibed with um, until like a later part was the Russia stuff. The Russia stuff was like. I thought season three, I thought the Russia stuff was, was, was like way more kind of focused. And in this season, it just felt like a thing that they, that, you know, it just, it felt really out of place in some parts Um, because, you know, it it still kind of felt like everybody was kind of close together, even though everyone was away, they're kind of in the same state and they're doing kind of the same thing. But then we just, we, we, we get these breaks in Russia with the hopper and, uh, and, you know, Mrs. Byers and stuff and in that all that stuff was just very like I didn't really vibe with it until like I started getting I started getting more into it when uh 
when Harper was telling stories about like his daughter and stuff. I thought those were really good. So I, I, I'll go to your thoughts on that. Like, where do you think about, what do you think about uh, everyone's placement, Pat, as far as the season goes, when it starts and like how it all ends? I definitely agree with you that the Russia stuff does take a bit to get going. I think they were smart to cast. I, I don't know the actor's name offhand, but he played Jack and Hagar in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And he was uh, Enzo Hopper's like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Guard friend. I thought he was fantastic. And I think him and Hopper's dynamic, like the attempt to like his when he first escapes, that whole scene was was nuts. And um, I thought, you know, it definitely took a while to get going. I liked Joyce and I, I loved Murray, which he never was one of my favorites in the past two seasons. I just never really like liked him that much. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason this season, I think because they amped up like how funny he is. Like to the point of almost goofiness, but like just perfect amount of like to make it still intense and when it has to be. Um, But I I thought the Russia stuff was like it took a while to get going. The California stuff, I liked a lot of the beginning stuff. And then, yeah, I'm sure they're going to connect it more in the next two episodes. But it kind of pittered out a little bit at the end um, because it's still going, obviously. Um, But the Hawkins stuff, I still think was definitely the strongest of- yeah i agree all the hawkins stuff with like um all the hawkins stuff with like nancy and dustin and all of them i thought those yeah. were those eddie. were yeah and and, and uh and max and all that stuff and eddie yeah, eddie's cool um i thought those were much better than like mm-hmm. anything else really even even the stuff with the Levin was very repetitive after a while you know as far as like you know we're doing the thing where she has to remember stuff and it felt mm-hmm. kind of that kind of felt like a drag too. And I, I also felt like they didn't really explain much how she kind of lost her powers unless I missed something. Um, yeah, so I just, you compared it to a stroke when she got attacked by the mind flare last season. So I guess whatever trauma she went through when that like kind of stopped her. So like essentially gave her like a stroke that kind of made it hard for her to do it. Right. She just so, went too hard. That's how I, that's how I interpreted it. She just yeah. went so hard. She just lost it all. I don't have no idea. Yeah. I saw, behind, I, I saw behind the scenes of like that scene where uh, there's a behind the scenes like report or like story of like how that scene where she is like fighting all those like tentacles in season three, you yep. know, no, not that mm-hmm. one. It's when she's fighting Dacre Montgomery and she's like using both hands and stuff. Um, I, I, I saw online that she like uh, Millie Bobby Brown like passed out after doing that scene which is like nuts, you know? So kind of putting it into a storyline as far as like, okay, she lost her powers because she just used too much, you know, uh, fighting fighting him, like fighting Billy. I guess that is that is pretty cool. So um, yeah, I just thought that took a while to like kind of get going. Savannah, how about you as far as like uh, where the characters were kind of placed the entire season leading up to episode seven? What did you think about all that? Yeah, I was not into the Russia stuff, like, at all. I mm-hmm. only really got into it until, like, the Demogorgon started eating people in yeah. the little death pit. I was I was into it. It was like, okay, this is fun. Um, it, it just, it was just so, nothing, like, the flow, like you said, for season three, like, yeah, the Russia stuff had a flow. It was there for a reason. I kind of think at this point, watching that Russia stuff, I think Hopper should have just died. I think it would have been a, a, just an, a good sacrifice. I don't know where anybody would have gone after that, but mm-hmm. a Hopper, Hopper dying should have just, it could have ended it. We wouldn't have had the Russia and that. Um, the California stuff was okay. I think they just kind of grouped a lot of characters that just don't really have a lot of stuff to do. <laughs> I don't think Will has had much to do Will. in season, season two. Mm-hmm. That poor boy just needs to like... I don't know. And then they have Mike. Mike doesn't do anything. And Jonathan's just, you know, smoking weed. I do love Argyle, though. Argyle is just, he's a delight. Let him him just be the captain for for that team. Mm -hmm. Um, And I agree with you. The 11 stuff was a little repetitive after a while. So it's just like, okay, how many times can we go into the Nina? How many times do we have to, like, Mm -hmm. see this? We're seeing the same sort of thing before we can get that amazing reveal and i guess it was worth it but it was yeah. a little repetitive to get there and then the hawkins stuff's just 
those are like my favorite characters so i'm obviously biased <laughs> to them like if if steve harrington is in it like i will love that group forever um, <laughs> he's from mass too which is hello massachusetts thank you um but yeah i i i i agree i um i i think it's like when you're it's 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 very obvious that they don't want to kill off a lot of their like important characters yeah and I even saw that Millie Bobby Brown and Noah Schnapp, even they were like, we need more deaths because, but, you know, in like an interview together and stuff and Millie Bobby Brown was like, oh, I would, this needs to be more like Stranger Things, not Stranger Things, uh, Game of Thrones and stuff as far as characters. Um, so like with Hopper, like they definitely had an opportunity to kill off one of the bigger characters, but there's even like rumor, there's like, you know, they say that someone's going to die in the next episode and i don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be anyone as significant it's probably no. going to be the the new the newer kind of people you know if not yeah, i can see that i could see them killing off like maya hawk's character i can just no. see that yeah i would no. hate it but i can i just <laughs> don't do see <laughs> yeah i just don't see them ever doing the core like the unless it's like the last season or something i, I just can't see them killing off anybody from the core like um, they, you know, even even with the whole uh, the whole Max stuff in episode four, like yeah. I never got the interpretation, and like I never got the the feeling that she was gonna actually die. The scenes were good in that episode and stuff, but I never got the feeling that she was gonna like she's done here. I thought she was about to get taken out right as she was reaching the portal and the running yeah. of the hills. Scene, they I turned was, black. Like, yeah, the screen I was turned like, black. Yeah, something's about close. to hit her right at the last second. <laughs> yeah. So. So let's talk about that episode because it seems like that's the episode that a lot of people that's been like taking up social media and going crazy. Kate Bush's song. I downloaded it, of course, <laughs> on Spotify after that episode and listened to it ad nauseum. So let's discuss episode four and maybe just like favorite episodes of the season. Um, Cause my favorite episodes uh, where it was definitely episode four and then episode seven with the twist and everything. I also love that episode as well. Um, you know, so uh, episode four was absolutely nuts as far as the ending, so much emotions and stuff and everyone kind of related to it a lot. Uh, Pat, what was, was that one of your favorite episodes or what are some of your favorite episodes from the season? I, I think uh, episode four, Dear Billy, was definitely probably the highlight for me. Um just so many great things in that episode between either the action and the California storyline that was happening with the attack uh, attack on the house or Mm -hmm. Russia. There was the escape in that episode. So there was a lot of action and then it all, you know, the constant dread of thinking that, you know, trying to save Max before it was too late and not even knowing how. And then that's also the episode when you get the Victor Creel flashback. So there was like so much in that episode. And then just that last few minutes was unbelievably good. Where yeah. I was just, I, during the montage where she's like thinking about her good memories with her friends, like I was getting a little like choked yeah, up. Yeah, that, that part I was like, oh. <laughs> like I, was, I don't want to see Max die. Like I really like Max. She's one of my favorite characters in this season, especially. She's been great. And mm-hmm. um, that song, the Kate Bush song, that's uh, my wife and I have loved that song for years. So when she's listening to it in the first episode, we're like, hey, awesome, cool. Mm-hmm. Like that was a fun little song for her to be listening to. And the fact it's playing like a huge part in the season, I'm loving that. And the, the way they used it in that scene with Vecna was so good. Like I honestly, like I said, I honestly thought she was about to die. Like I was like, they're going to find out how to be like save people, but this one's going to be too late. So. Uh, thankfully she survived but yeah that was a really strong episode and yeah the last episode i think was phenomenal i think uh they handled that whole whole reveal i think was executed really really well so that made for a strong episode i also yeah. loved i think it was five uh where they the hawkins kids are exploring the uh creole house was just kind of a that was just a oh that was good ride. good yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't remember which episode it was but there was an episode when they are like trying they kind of figured out that wherever he kills somebody creates a new kind of gateway yep and they were kind of going around all the kill spots to see the gateway and like you notice how like in like in our world the gateway is like has all these like you know you know the symbiote kind of shit and stuff coming out of it i thought that was all cool and the way they kind of you know the part when they are all kind of coming out 
of the upside down into the inverted gateway. I thought, I thought that was a really clever scene. Mm-hmm. Um, also goes to show about the budget and everything too. Cause I'm like, oh, this, looks, this looks really, really good. Um, this And the set pieces in the show is just great. Like you mentioned the Nina project, just all of that, like the rainbow room and just like Hawkins, of course, always looks great. And then the upside down looks like better than ever in this season. And you can think that set pieces in the show were really, really well done. Um, let's go to you, Savannah, as regarding episode four or just any other favorite episodes of yours. Yeah, I, I really loved episode four. I think it really shows just peak Stranger Things writing and just putting Max at the core and just having yeah. her story be the heartbeat because it's not just like, I mean, like you said, it's action. It's crazy. Everything's going on in every single storyline, but it's also like her mm-hmm. opening up mm-hmm. and like trying to make sure you know it's she's that she's the tough kid she's the tough girl so like having her open up to her friends and having her friends try to save her while she's trying to deal with all of this and deal with her grief over billy like that's just it was just phenomenal and then that those last few minutes of her trying to reach for her friends because that's her family like her her mom's not helping i mean none of the parents in this show (laughs) are doing their job at all anyway that's a whole nother conversation but that was just so phenomenal for for her and i think max deserved a moment like that in the series all the other characters have had that so i loved that for her i mean aside from all the action and all that awesome i mean the creole stuff just a chef's kiss whole episode um, and I also loved episode seven. I think that was incredible. Mm-hmm. I I love this is the episode, I think, for me, where I really could tell that everything from season one on, everything's coming together. Like, it really feels like the story is building now. Oh, my God. And the just, Barb throwback. Oh, the Barb, Barb throwback. <laughs> Barb. Oh, yeah, the Barb throwback. Like, just even with the teens, like, on the bikes in the upside down i was like oh my gosh this is like when they were the little kids (laughs) i was was like oh yeah it's all coming together now like i can really see that the pieces are are falling into place in a really nice way yeah and that makes me excited that that a, a series finale is going to be satisfying like i i get the sense that the, the duffers are going to make sure this is going to be satisfying so i'm i'm excited and that's why i loved that episode and just everything else too it was just amazing yeah i going back to what you said about the duffers like when when this season was coming out and we got the reports of the run times i'm like what is going on but i gotta tell you like Last week, I actually started this show really like later than everybody because like the show came out on Friday, but I really wanted to watch uh, the first three seasons before getting into it. I think I think I was talking to Pat about this a little bit, yep. um, and I was like, "Man, I haven't even started this show because I really like I just wanted to dive all in into the first three seasons." And I got into episode, I got into season four on Sunday last Sunday, and I started at eight in the morning woke up with fresh coffee and I was done with that. I had to go somewhere around eight o'clock at night on Sunday, but I was finished with the show Monday morning by like 10 o'clock. And yeah, I was just invested, invested, invested because I was just like, like, you know, I was like, these run times are crazy, but like it, I thought, I thought the pacing was really, really good because I didn't sense a lot of the run. Like there was one episode, you know, when you're starting up net, like when you're going on to next episode, you know, when Netflix, when it comes on, mm-hmm. when you end a show, like that was coming up and the next episode, it was like an hour and 46. And I was like, Oh my fucking God. But then I would realize that an hour and 46 just went by and like they handled, they, they handled pace really well. Like I'm, I'm really curious to see how, they pace out this finale for it to be two hours and 30 minutes. But I thought the pacing was really, really strong here. And there was a lot of stuff that they like, there's obviously a lot of downtime, but like you guys said, there's a lot of action going on in the show and stuff. And the show went, went in my little social media kind of review. I was talking about how the show was bigger and broader than like a season one and two, but 
I didn't have any problems with that because I, I thought the show, I think the show has earned that kind of, that kind of weight and stuff. And the show was earned, um, you know, it being more crazy and, and crazier things happen. So many shows nowadays and movies, when they have a sequel, they have this, you know, there's this thing called sequelitis where we have to go bigger and bigger and bigger. And Stranger Things, even with season two, it never did that. It was like still very contained. And season three is like a little bigger, but like not really. Then this season is like, everyone's scattered all over the US and <laughs> Russia and the upside down is massive now and we have a bigger cast and but I thought they were all I thought all of this was earned by the end you know so yeah. uh what what did you think Pat about like just runtime and the pacing and stuff like that I mean I thought it was all pretty much needed like there wasn't that much that I was like oh this feels like padding or filler like it mostly felt like every scene we got was pushing one of the storylines forward to some degree or another. Mm -hmm. Um, And what I really liked about it was season three to me, I really like, it's like a fun, like summer blockbuster vibe that they went with. And with the Duffer brothers talked about how that was like their season of like playing with the toys that they already like established. And it feels like that, you know, you have the mind flayer again, but in like kind of a different setting Uh, this season got back to like the mystery and like the broad um, questions that the show always has posed and started giving like real satisfying answers. And I think when you do that, you need time to really unravel all that stuff. Like the stuff they covered with this, these first seven episodes is incredible. Like whether it's like Papa coming back or like the Vecna mystery, like in the fact it's all like Savannah was saying, like coming to satisfying conclusions where it feels like we're going towards the end now in like a way that feels right. Um, I think you needed longer run times to make sure you cover all that well enough. Um, so I didn't have a problem with the pacing really. Like the first, it takes a bit like every season to kind of get the mystery going a little bit, but once it got going, I just, I never even noticed or cared about the episode lengths. Yeah. Cause it, it, it just felt like a, uh, because there's a lot of movies, too, where, like, man, you feel like this runtime was just padded on just for it to be long. In this movie, in this show, I honest to God did not feel like there was times, of course, where, like, oh, you know, the Russia stuff can go. But they had an idea to kind of make it like, you know, they, they wanted a story for Hopper and Nancy and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, and, and Joyce. So, you know, that was kind of warranted on their part. But everything else, there wasn't really any moments where I'm like, oh, this could have been cut off or this, that, and a third. This is like, I didn't, I don't feel any sense of like director's ego of like, oh, I want my show to be long and stuff. Right. And, you know, like yeah. I thought it was all kind of warranted. Uh, Savannah, how about you? What did you think about some of the pacing and runtime for the show? I, I thought it was, it was surprisingly good. I mean, I definitely was griping about seeing those long episodes like oh it's a movie Mm -hmm. but it was it was like it was they used their time really really well and it it was it was efficient i mean of course like we said there's repetitive bits but they pay off so i'm a little bit more lenient to things that pay off so yeah i i was fine with it and i think like they made use of their time they know what they're doing with their time um yeah i don't i'm trying to yeah because it's kind of like a lot of things now it's just let's make it longer but they did it in a really smart way yeah 100 so, uh, uh, yeah. and i just uh i i also really enjoyed i also really enjoyed the aspect the idea of Vecna's horror, like his why he's scary, mm. uh, basic because like when you when it when it when you have it revealed that like what he goes after P is kids with like trauma or something or just you know something that's going on in their life that is really really just kind of eating at them and this, the way they set it up because going back to episode four the way they set it up in regards of you know, when Max sees, she sees someone come out the counselor's room and stuff. And uh, she noticed that that person was also taken by Vecna. So I thought, so it, at a point, I was literally like, oh my God, is the freaking counselor in on this and stuff? Right, is, she, yeah. is she sending kids to him? I thought, <laughs> I thought she was a part of it, but then I was yeah. like, 
but then she's not. So uh, I thought that aspect of kind of I, the aspect of the fact that in order for Max to survive, she has to run back to the people that she loves the most, which is her friends and stuff. And we see the yeah the the part when it starts to flashback everything, especially because I had just rewatched the entire like three seasons of all of that. So all those scenes immediately kind of came right back at me with yep. those feels and stuff and. Um, I'm not someone who also was a big fan of Max and like when she was when she was like first yeah. introduced, you know, I definitely started to like Max, you know, but then I was like mad at her because like, why do you want to break up Ellen Will so damn bad? <laughs> I, I was like mad, you know, um, but, you know, I love the facts. I, 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 I love. No, not 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 Will Mike. Um, but I, I just love the fact that she's become such like one of the faces of this of this show. Um, you know, and I think she is so strong and just, I mean, I'm just excited for the setup of the setup of the entire show. I think they did a really good job as far as where they ended and where the show is going to go and stuff. So I'm excited to see what happens in, you know, I wish it was like three more episodes we were getting, we're only getting two, so we'll yeah. see what happens. But, um, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed all of that. The, uh, the performances also, which is really, really great in the show. You know, I think everyone has really brought their A game, you know, so I really enjoyed that. So I want to get into kind of what we think is going to go on uh, in volume two. This is volume one, first time we're ever doing this. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about the show in full. So I'll start with you, Pat, again. You have any kind of predictions for where we go from here Oof. or any deaths? Uh, so I, I have been very adamant like throughout the whole time watching Stranger Things 4, I kept thinking, and like people, my wife kept going, no. I kept going, Steve is going to die. I'm just like, no. he's 100% going to die. And when he got no. dragged upside down, I'm like, here we go. He's going to die. Because that I'm feels like, wrong. that'll hit, I think, the audience in the, like, just completely destroy the audience. Um, but at the same time, now that they kind of had that, where he got dragged in and then he didn't mm -hmm. die, um, I don't think they're going to go that route now, um, but I was sure about that. But I think potential deaths, I could see, I could see Eddie dying. Yeah. Um, as much as I, I'm already such a huge fan of his now. Um, but uh, as major characters, I don't know. I kind of agree with you, Dwayne. Where I just don't know if they would take out anyone from the core characters. Like, I, th I would imagine they'd want to at least kill one of them just for the impact of like the story. Mm -hmm. um, but if it had to be someone, I don't know, like Nancy or Jonathan, but like, cause Jonathan hasn't really done much. I can the see them. Seasons. I can see them getting rid of, I can see them getting rid of like Jonathan. It feels like, it feels like, I mean, I did like what they were doing with like Mike and Will and Jonathan when they had to go find Susie. That was a cool kind of throwback too of season three of Susie and, and stuff. I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. I kind of wish you kind of went with them so her and Dustin can meet, right. you know. Um, yeah. But I liked all of that. And I'll be, I will be honest. Like, I thought, so, like, it's not like I don't dislike the new characters as far as Argyle and Eddie. I just feel they're, they mm. just, for me, they feel very like, we need some new characters. Let's come up with some new characters. Here you go. You know, it, it, it didn't really, the way I feel like the way Max was introduced in the show in season two, she was way more. It just didn't feel as forced, you know. And I just feel like these newer characters, to a point, they're starting to, you know, become like, oh, it's a new season. We have to have some new characters for people to kind of latch on to. Um, so I don't know if that's just yeah, me, that. but I just, I just sometimes I, I feel I like that's. Yeah, so I loved both of them, um, mm -hmm. but I can definitely see where you're coming from. Like, I think Argyle was important to have for yeah. like the kind of storyline they were turning the California one into, where it's kind mm -hmm. of like a stoner yeah. comedy going on. Um, and Eddie, I don't know, I just thought he was hilarious and entertaining, and I felt bad for him because it was completely the Nightmare on Elm Street setup, right? Where it's like, yeah, yeah. oh, there's a death, and this one guy who's going to easily be demonized is <laughs> you got those jocks who I absolutely can't stand oh, they're uh, coming terrible. after. Oh, I want all of them to get killed by Vecna, like every single one. <laughs> oh, they will. <laughs> they Especially will. the main guy. Like, I hate you. Get out of here. So the one, thing, the one thing about Eddie that I got excited for 
is like this like the only thing that he did that I got excited about was yep. they showed the preview for the next uh two episodes, right? And yep. Eddie is in the upside down with like a, a guitar. Yes. And yep. I'm like, oh my fucking god, they're gonna like drown the fucking upside down out with like rock and roll music. This is gonna be awesome. That's like the only time yeah. where I'm like, yo, Eddie's gonna be so much fun here. Um because yep. that that looks really cool. I don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. with that, but my cause they kind of set I, it up where it's like music yep. is I, how kind of they get out of here and stuff. So I think that's gonna be how they save Nancy, because I think they set up the guitar in the first episode that it's in that trailer. And then they talked about how he used to play guitar. So even though the upside down is like in a snapshot of like whatever year it was, 83 or whatever, Mm -hmm. that guitar is probably there. So if if he goes, Steve, what's her favorite song? And Steve would probably know because he dated her Mm -hmm. and then have Eddie try to play that song and like maybe playing that song saves Nancy, but also Mm -hmm. like brings those demo bats to him and like takes them out in like a sacrificial I saw that kind of that not not rumor but I saw that kind of speculation that the demo bats are gonna like go to him and then just yep. kill him. Yeah I, like, I could oh. see that happening. But I also have a like a theory where like what you guys were kind of talking about earlier where Vecna could be the actual greater evil because he talked about uh Henry um talked about how his connection with spiders and like how spiders operate and do you think it just so happens to be that that's exactly like the upside down where like the mind flayer essentially is a huge spider or did he create the mind flayer and create the upside down because of his you know subconscious love of spiders that's a good point i I like that I was thinking about that because I'm like, either that's why he teamed up with the Mind Flayer because he's like, hey, I respect your whole game. I love stuff like this. I love mm-hmm. spiders. I love <laughs> all this is perfect. Let's team up. Or it's I created this because of, you know, when he's getting thrown into the upside down, we don't really see much of it. Obviously, it's like storm clouds and like red lightning bolts. But like maybe he landed there and he just like subconsciously created the upside down. And you everything. see, that's what the explanation that I was kind of wanting in that section because i was like okay so did he was this here or did he just make this and i got i kind of got the same idea as you did as far as like it created as he was getting yeeted into like you know into the (laughs) into the thing you know um that's an interesting idea because the mind flare does look like a big ass spider as far as like the cloud and stuff but there's some um in the like okay so did you, did you also see the uh did you see some of the preview that they had for for the next episodes? It was like the the 30 second clip of like Yeah. So yeah, they showed like I think either the Russians or uh Matthew Modine's character what's his name Papa? I can't call him that. Yeah, Dr. Brenner. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um so they have a lot of the upside downs kind of creatures or whatever locked somewhere. So like that big ass cloud that went after like you know Will and stuff is like in like some type of containment and stuff. So I just I wonder what that's gonna be about. Yeah, you know, um, the Russian connection. I still feel like they're gonna reveal all that because we still don't really know like how the hell they have a demogorgon, how they, you know, any of that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited to see how they tie all that stuff in, and I'm really. You know, because I, 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 but I did think that it was really, really cool. I thought it was really, really cool the way kind of she, I, I do think we're going to get the explanation that when she, when she kind of beat him, it created like a void and stuff. And it just kind of, you know, it just, you know, we kind of got all of that when he was like created and he's like the head guy of the upside down. Cause I'm trying to figure out. Like, would he be like sent by someone? But I think this is, I think Vecna is it. Like, you know, I think Vecna yeah. is the main kind of, the main, the main person, you know? So I don't know. It's very interesting. It's very, very intriguing as far as where they go and how they end it. Cause with this, this is not the end of the show, right? We still have like one more season that they kind of, yeah. they yeah. kind of talked about, I believe. We should um, have one more. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. What happens there? But uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Um, so, so did I ask you, Savannah, about like where you kind of see the show going as far as no, 
the finale. No, oh, okay, think... so let's get some of your thoughts. So I think something, at least is what I want, but I think something should happen with Will. Yeah. I think we should really <laughs> tie it together. I also looked at Noah, Noah Schnapp or whatever his last name is. I looked at his Instagram and he's got something with a harness on. So I think they're going to throw him in the air. Something's going to happen to this child. I hope so. He's, he's been through a lot. Apparently they missed his birthday. George went to Russia on his birthday. Yeah. So I just, I want to see him get, you know, absolutely wrecked. I want to see something happen because, and I saw this online and it was like, because of, uh, should I stay or should I go? And they were mm-hmm. playing that throughout like season one and two mm-hmm. when he was like controlled by the mind player. And like, maybe that was more like Vecna's deal than it was the mind player's deal, which is oh, kind yeah. of an interesting component. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping maybe we'll confess some secrets since Vecna is all about that. Um, it's about damn time. They, oh God, I'm so tired of them kind of like, Oh, we don't it's, know yet. Yeah. It's so it's so like painfully obvious too. Yeah. Like you can't even you can't even like pretend that yep. it's He's not in love anything. With Mike. He's in love it's, with Mike. Absolutely. This man this boy is mooning over him every <laughs> second in that van. Mm-hmm. I just know it. Um but yeah, I think we're setting up like a big fight between eleven and one as there only can be one super magical child in the in the world in this world here um and i hope we get some explanation of like like you guys are saying like how did uh, how do we really make that transition from one to vecna in the upside down how does he like does he establish his dominance to to be the upside is he like fighting demigorgons yeah, is, awesome. <laughs> is, is he just like putting them in like a mental headlock and just like fighting them to become the king of the upside down like i want to see it i want to see this you feel guilty about killing barb <laughs> <laughs> well i yeah, want to go back I, to what you said about i want to go back to what you said about will you know uh with the music with will and how so that's kind of been set up since the first one the first season too as far yeah. as like that was his way of uh, of interacting with his mom. So now mm-hmm. maybe this is a way of like you know they finally figured out that this is the way to interact with people on the inside and then the outside is like music. So because yeah. at first I did think I was like this is kind of out of nowhere, but okay, you know I'm having fun. You know that's what I thought at first, but then no, it's kind of like no, this has been like the thing. It's been how can we get in contact with whoever and it's it's music so yeah it also lessened the mind flare's possession of him that time to the mm-hmm. point where he could communicate a little bit while that song was playing yeah and like and we're the seeing it the other way now from the other side yep Ooh, i would be really interested to see if they if they end up using that or if that or maybe that's the song that he's playing at the on his guitar is uh <laughs> should i stay or should i go that would be kind of funny as well but um, yeah, I'm just excited to see how they kind of wrap everything up. Um, yeah, so let's I, get some. Uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I would love Eddie. Play, I would love it to be Nancy's favorite song. Would be like Metallica or just something super hard metal, and then <laughs> Eddie's just like, "My time has come." He jumps into the upside down, pulls out his guitar, absolutely just wails on it. It's his noble sacrifice. It would just be amazing. Mm-hmm. I will throw any random headcanon slide my $20 bill at the Duffer Brothers make this happen also too just the scene that scene alone as well too when I even though it's like a little shot that scene also does look really like looks really good the way it's shot and everything like just the fact of uh the fact that he's just in the upside down you have this wide shot of him just just playing music I thought that was I, I, I thought that was like really really well done the way that looked um, so just like this, just the production of the show, it's like way they, the, the Duffers and, you know, Netflix, they was calling it like their Game of Thrones season. And you can definitely see yeah. it in some of the, like the set, the set design and stuff like that. And just the production of the show is way more kind of, it, it just seems like way more of an expense than their other shows. Um, so I just think it's, I'm excited to see how that all kind of plays out some more too as far as what other kind of set pieces and locations can we really get, 
you know, in the in the end of this season. And I'm, I I don't want the show to end as far as like this season goes. I thought the I think the season is really good so far. Obviously, we have to like we have to wait till the next two episodes. But if I had to rank the seasons right now for me, um, season one will also be like will always be like super special. Yeah. So I still have that like as oh, number yeah. one. Um, and then number two so far recently, like I my my ranking for the show was one, three, and two. Uh, I would definitely right now say one, four, three, and two. Right now is my ranking of this of the series so far, even without the next two episodes. So uh, my final thoughts is that the show is fantastic, and I'm I'm super glad because it's like these are the more you go with TV shows, the harder it is to kind of keep them interesting and captivating. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they've kind of achieved that so far. I think it's a testament to the writing of the show and the directing from like Sean Levy and the Duffer brothers yeah. and the writing from them. And it seems like they never let the idea of the show kind of escape them. They've always known what they wanted to do with this kind of show and what they would do if they had more kind of backing from Netflix to as far as like how big they would make the show. And the show has broken all kinds of records according to Netflix. So I think that's a testament just how much, the hard work is paying off on the show. So, um, yeah, for me, it's a solid, solid season so far. I, I can't wait to rewatch the season. Uh, let's go to you, Pat, as far as final thoughts on season four, volume one. Uh, I've absolutely loved this season so far. I'm super excited to see the next two episodes, see where it goes. I agree with everything you were saying, Dwayne. I think that they never lost sight of what they wanted to do with the show. And, I'm hoping they just keep this energy up through the rest of season four and then to give us a great final season and a very satisfying ending because there's really nothing worse for a huge show like this than to have a disappointing ending. So I hope they just keep it up and really deliver on the the last, you know, two episodes and then the last season. Um, But this was definitely a strong season so far. And like I said earlier, if they keep this up for the last two episodes, it's going to be right underneath season one for me. Season one is like, to me like a masterpiece where it was just so different so engaging um and i've enjoyed all the seasons but uh that one's going to be hard to touch but this one is i've really really enjoyed so far 100 percent agree uh let's go to you savannah any final thoughts on this on this on this season so far yeah um i'm i'm with you both it's right under season one season one was just like landmark tv peak television when it came out um and if this show if this season sticks the landing it's going to be situated right under there i mean the highs of this season were just so high and so memorable for this show that i'm just so excited like it's been this season was able to pull me back into this world into these characters after a whole pandemic and a whole like <laughs> slew of just uh, reality yep. and pull me back into this and get me so excited for this um that i i mean i truly really loved this season it was great um cannot wait to see what they're gonna do and how they're gonna wrap it up and set up season five yeah, and I I I I am I'm excited to see where they go. Uh I'm very nervous to see where they go. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I'm not like nervous to say like uh you know who's going to die and all that type of stuff or if someone is going to die. It's just like I hope they stick the landing cuz the show I think has been really really strong. Um and yeah, I'm just really excited to see where they go next. Um I think that's it everyone though as far as our review here or spoiler review. Thank you guys all for listening. I really appreciate it. Um, I'll go around and get everyone's social medias. I'll start with you, Pat. Let everyone know where they can follow you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at this Pat guy, and I'm also on the Cinemania Hero Hour show. Um, now that Morbius is coming back to theaters, I'm oh sure we have so much to talk about. Oh, stop it! No. <laughs> oh my God, man! You, you and Alex, man, y'all have a way of just like saying things. And I'm like, dude, stop. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So thank you for joining us uh, as well, uh, Pat. I really appreciate you ha- you being here, taking time yeah, off the shows. Um, and Savannah, thank you for coming on the podcast again. As always, let everyone know where they can follow you. 
Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter at Credits Corner, and I'm also on Letterboxd at Credits Corner. So thank you for having me. It was great. Yeah, absolutely. It was great to have you here. Um, and that is it, everyone. You can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94, and you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. As far as the schedule for us, uh, tomorrow will probably be another episode of Hero Hour to discuss The Boys Season 3 and uh, the Obi-Wan show, so stay tuned for that. And that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Pat and Savannah. We'll talk to you guys soon. Watch Stranger Things Season 4. It's good. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.